Good evening and welcome. I come bearing great news tonight. I come just saying thank you so much to the beautiful people, ladies, uh, gentlemen who helped as well on St. Thomas as we celebrated our first annual women's retreat called Embolden. Our theme was Awaken the Bold, Confident You. We just had a great time just hearing from God and just in case you missed out, I wanted to make sure that you were able to get just a snippet of uh, what you may have missed out on so that you can make sure next year you are a part of it. And so what we, what we started off with was just a simple word called embolden and just to find out what exactly does that word really mean to us. And so tonight, to start off tonight's um, show, what we're going to start off with is uh, just talking about why do I feel it's necessary for God's children to be emboldened in a time like, like we're living in right now. Because we know there's so much distractions, there's so much evil around us, there's so much things to keep us from enjoying the life that Christ died that we might enjoy. And so in order for us to step out and do anything great for God, we must be emboldened. And so the word emboldened here today is just talking about, it says it's a transitive verb and it means to instill with boldness, courage, or resolution enough to overcome timidity or misgiving. And so the word misgiven there means to overcome doubt. And so if you have any, um, if you're not resolute about your purpose and about attaining that dream or, or conquering your fears and your doubts and your depression and your anxiety or your lack, whatever it is that's keeping you from your best life, I'm here to tell you tonight to be embolden i want you to take courage i want to instill boldness in you so you can be resolute enough to overcome timidity because the scripture tells us that god did not give us a spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind and so god wants his children to be resolute just as he is. And we're going to find out later today in the show, uh, the broadcast, just how resolute God is about doing good for his children. And so with that as our foundation, of course, I just like to be able to, I'm an inspirational coach. So I want to inspire you to be, um, you know, to step out, to be that great um, man and that great woman that God has called us to be. And so if you're ready to be emboldened tonight, as always, if you're not driving, just grab your pencil and your paper because you want to take notes because we are serious tonight about stepping in and doing that great thing that God has for you. Whatever that great thing may be, what it is for me, it may not be the same for you, but we all have something that God has placed in our hearts that we have a burning desire for us to be able to do, for us to be able to accomplish so that we can lead 
a, a life of significance. So it's not about just being successful in people's eyes, but being so significant that you know your purpose. But what I wanted to focus on a lot is sometimes we talk about knowing your purpose, but tonight, and as I shared with the ladies at Embolden, we want to, in order to be solid and confident in our purpose, we must first be solid and confident in knowing what God's purpose is in our lives. So we're going to jump right in and we're going to talk about one of the snippets that we spoke of was that we must know that God has purposed to do us good. Do you know that God has purposed to do you good? He says in his word repeatedly to his children, especially those people who he gave an assignment to do and they thought that they weren't smart enough or they weren't rich enough or, you know, some of them even thought they were too old. Some thought they were too young, you know, whatever excuse. We all come up with excuses of why we can't do something that God called us to do. And so we looked at different examples and we're going to just touch on a few tonight. But just know that you're not alone. If you're doubting, if you're fearful about what God has for you, that's why he gave us his word so he can embolden us so that we can step out and accomplish what he's called us to do. And so we're going to talk about knowing that God has purpose to do you good. And we're going to look at Zechariah chapter eight, verse 15. That's just one of the many people throughout the scripture who God had to remind of his goodness. And so tonight, great news tonight, God wants to remind you of his goodness, not just his goodness in general, but he wants to remind you tonight of his goodness that he has for you, for you in particular. Don't think about anyone else. Just think about you. God's speaking to you tonight and he wants to, you to remind you of that. And so what he told Zechariah is that I have purposed to do you good. Do not fear. And so when I thought about, wow. Usually when we think about purpose, we don't think about God being saying that I have purposed to do you good. So when you look it up, it's zamam, meaning um, to, to plan, to plot, to be determined and to consider. So God is saying tonight that I, God, Jehovah, I am determined to do you good. So do not fear. So why was he saying this um, to Zechariah? So let's jump right in. He said, uh, be strong and finish the task. So right there, we see that Zechariah had a task that he had to accomplish, something that God wanted for him to do. And like everyone else, when you, when you set off to accomplish a dream, you get tired, you get weary, you want to give up. And that's natural. And so to embolden us, and to embolden uh, Zechariah and a lot of people uh, that, we, that we find, I guess, as long as you're human, right? He said to be strong and finish the task. I want to encourage you today. Don't give up on your dream. Be strong and finish the task. And God is so understanding of us. He said before he was understanding to Zechariah, he said before it was hard. But now... I am planting seeds of peace 
which is shalom and prosperity among you. The grapevines will be heavy with fruit. So he, he was telling them that the place that they were trying to come back to, they were trying to come back to the, the, the holy land. And God was telling them, you know, I know before it was hard, you know, you started, you want to finish the task that you set out to do to rebuild. And yes, I understand it was hard. But now God says, I am planting seeds of peace. So sometimes when we've done all we can towards a goal, towards a dream, you're trying to finish this degree or finish this house or, or try to work on this relationship or whatever you're trying to do. God is saying, okay, yes, I know it was hard. Okay, but now I got this. He is saying, I am planting seeds of peace and prosperity among you. And he's saying the grapevines will be heavy. So the seeds that you have planted, you may have planted into other people. You know, you may have um, sown your time into different charities. You have tried to help people with their situations. And now you find yourself in the same situations. And so God is saying, you know what? The seeds that you planted, they're going to come back, you know, many fold because he's saying your grapevines will be heavy with fruit you're going to multiply but then i love this part where he says the earth will produce its fruit and the heavens will release the dew so we we see that when you plant something you can't make it rain you can't make the earth produce all you can do is plant a seed and the seed that we don't realize that we're planting is the seeds of our mouth, what we say, the seeds of words. And so we got to remember that your word is a seed. And so if you plant seeds of saying, you know, um, my child is going to be successful. I am going to be successful. I have God's favor on my life. I'm going to be great because my God is great. If you're saying those words of uh, those seeds, seeds of kindness if you're sowing seeds of kindness those seeds will come back and germinate and God is saying your job is to be strong and to have the mindset to finish the task even though it was hard so he said yeah it's, it was hard but in this season he's saying now now I am stepping in so a lot of times we go through things and we, we think we're our own God and we want to make it work. We want to make this person like us and we want to make this situation work. And at a certain point, we have to come to the end of ourselves and say, okay, Lord, you know, let me put my faith to work and believe that the seeds I've planted. Now, if you didn't plant positive seeds, you know, it's not too late. You can always go back to saying positive seeds because if you plant seeds of evil, seeds of negative talk or negative self-talk those are going to germinate as well because we're in the fall season which is a season of harvest and so god is reminding us that he will do his part and all we have to do is our part he said i will cause you to inherit these blessings and as I said, you can read it for yourself in Zechariah 8.15. Don't just take my word for it because God's word is a seed as well. He gives you seeds for you to plant so that you can make your life a blessing. And he says, I will cause you to inherit those blessings. As if that wasn't enough. He went on and he said, now I will rescue you and make you a symbol and a source 
of blessing. And it's so amazing. It's, what's amazing is when you find yourself in a situation and you call upon the Lord, he always steps in. And God always use a prophet or someone to, when we're down, to give us that word and to just empower us or embolden us just to remind us, hey, remember, you know, you have your words, use your words. Your tongue is a creative force. As I said, even in the last program, God used words to create everything that we see. He says, light be, and there was light, you know, everything that. When he saw the darkness, he didn't say, hey, darkness. He called the light instead. He called what he wanted. And so we want to remind you that when you want to be emboldened, we have to understand God's purpose for our lives. We have to know that he really has a plan to do us good. And we want to get into the plan that he has, knowing that he has the plan. So he is telling you what he is going to do. That he is going to plant the seeds. He is going to grow them supernaturally. There's nothing you can do to, to make it grow. He is going to see to it that it grows. He's going to see to it that he said in verse, um, in part B of that same verse, he says, Now I will rescue you and make you both a symbol and a source of blessing. So don't be afraid. Be strong and get on with rebuilding the temple. So you're going to replace that word, the temple with your dream. What it is, what is it that you need to be to get on with building? He says, get on with rebuilding. So even though your dream may have crumbled like a physical building, even if it crumbled to the ground and it became nothing. I don't care if you're a hundred years old, God is saying, now I will rescue you. Because his purpose for you is he wants you to be a symbol of blessing. And he wants you to be a source of blessing. So not only does he, he want people to see you and know like, wow, God has truly blessed that, blessed that young man or that young lady. Or, or whether you're young or old, it doesn't matter. He, he's saying that. I will make you both. That's his um, zamam, which is his purpose, his determination. He's resolute about that. And so he, he told um, Zechariah and, and for him to go out and share with the others is even though they, they left him and they went to follow other gods and God was saying, I was determined to punish you because he was saying, you know, when you're going the wrong way, I'm going to make sure you realize you're going the wrong way and steer you back. Scripture says, whom the Lord love, he rebukes and he chastens, which means if God, if you love your child and you've seen them going the wrong way, you're, you're going to tell them, no, no, you, you need to come back. You're not going to watch them get hurt and go along the, the, the wrong path for long. But God is saying, but now, now meaning now when you call on me and you ask me, to help you he's saying that I will be not that I will be he's saying now I am determined Zamam I am purposed I am determined to bless you and when we look up bless in the Hebrew right there it means to do good Yatab the Hebrew word Yatab means to make well for favor 
and successful. So basically God is saying, look, I am determined to give you favor and to make you successful in whatever it is that I have called you to do, whatever dream it is that I've placed in you to do. And so he repeated again. So don't be afraid. And so that's the awesome thing is when you look through and see people who did all these great things, they weren't afraid at first, but they go afraid anyway. So even though you are afraid, just that's if you want, if we weren't afraid, God won't keep repeating every time. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, But sometimes we forget that God is purposed, that God is determined to do us good. And so what happens is sometimes we don't realize that in order for these things to happen and is that God just has to step in and he gives us favor and that's how things happen. And so sometimes we treat each other unkindly. We try to step over each other, stab each other in the back, talk negative about someone else, not realizing that when you speak negative about someone, that's a seed that you're sowing and it comes back to you and to your children, which is your seed. So we want to, what he reminded them in verse 17 was, Listen to what I need you to do as you're rebuilding, as you're building your dream. I want you to work together. Work with other people. If you see someone doing something and you're able to help them, if someone is doing a dream or, um, you know, trying to accomplish a dream and all you can do is give so a seed of encouragement, you could say, you know, congratulations. You could say great job. You could say keep up the good work. That's a seed of inspiration that you're sowing and when it's to come times for you that seed is going to come back and it's going to bless you as well and so it says that the key is to also treat each other kindly so even though God says he was determined he reminded them hey I am determined I am purposed uh, I have a plan a plot to make sure that you are successful that you are um, favored in everything that you do. But this is the key right here. I need you to work together and treat each other kindly. And then um, verse 23, he says, then people will want to seek you out because they'll know that you have the answers, which means they know that you have results. They know that you... um, You have a vision and your vision is manifested. And so as we were uh, sharing out and having having everyone kind of remember as we talk about being emboldened, as we talk about stepping out in confidence, uh, we have to first realize God's purpose for us, that he wants us to be a symbol of blessing. He wants us to be a source of blessing. In order to be a source of blessing, that just means people are going to come to you for answers. And so when you think about starting a ministry or a business or something, you have to come up with what is it, what, what need or what problem can you solve for someone else? So can you solve a printing problem? For example, our corporate sponsor is Colormax. And so the problem that they solve is people need print. People need marketing and they solve that problem. 
if you're a taxi driver, people need a ride. And so you're able to solve that problem, right? If you're a mental health counselor, people need counseling. So you're able to solve that problem. And so you have, you will become a source of blessing because your gifts and your talents, God gave it to you. So you could be a source of blessing for someone else. If you're a cook, what, what um, problem are you solving? If you're a chef, you're given when people are hungry, you're, you're able to feed them. So you're solving the problem of hunger. If you're a cashier, people need to buy something. You're, 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 you're serving that purpose. And so no matter how big or how small people may see their gifts or, or their talents, uh, God is saying that he wants to amplify it. And he wants to not just take you from uh, being blessed and having your needs met, but being blessed so much that you become a source of blessing. And not only that, you're able to network. And that was the full purpose of embolden to allow women to network and to see that this person has this talent and this person have this gift and how we can come together as a community and put our minds together to make our community stronger, to make our community um, more compassionate community. And so it's not a matter of, you know, I'm having... I might be an event coordinator or I have this event and you have another one. It doesn't, you know, we, we come together and we decide, all right, how can I support you in this? How can I um, support you in this other area? And so it's important that we learn to work together, treat each other kindly. And then the scripture says that people will want to seek us out because they know we'll have answers. So when I thought about, um, working it out and treating each other kindly. Sometimes we think about how when we're trying to uh, make gains and start up in our dreams, sometimes people are just downright mean to us and they say negative things, they say bad things and we just, I think because of that, we can start spewing out, you know, hatred and, you know, getting on their level basically. But then when we look at the story of Job, uh, when Job lost everything and his friends came and basically told him it was his fault and that, you know, what did he do wrong? And they blame sometimes when something goes wrong, it's not always our fault. Sometimes it's just circumstances that causes some things to happen. But they just decided that while Job was down, they would kick him while he was down and they would just tell him all types of negative things. And what Job did is Job said through all that. He said that, you know what, when God is through with me and I'm through with this trial, he said, I am going to come out as gold. Isn't that a great attitude? So what he did after he said that was he decided that he was going to change his mindset and he's going to realize that, you know what, I don't care if I'm going through a tough time right now. I know that when I come through at the end, man. I'm going to come out as gold. I'm going to be a symbol and a source of blessing. I'm going to help other people. And what did what Job did is what is our example today is he prayed for his friends. The Bible says Job prayed for those friends who who were naysayers. And it says and when soon as you finish reading that chapter that says Job prayed for his friends. The next thing we knew is God restored Job and God gave him, um, he, 
you know that God is a God of wholeness, which is Shalom. So God didn't just restore his finances. Um, God doubled his finances, but also doubled his relationships. He was, he lost his children. So he was able to, God give him more children. Um, God gave him even, you know, better friends. God, God is so holistic, you know? And then it says that Job lived a full life. So after he went through so much, God didn't just bless him with riches. He blessed him with relationships, meaningful relationships as well. And, um, and he even blessed him with a meaningful relationship with God himself. And so he was able to have a full life, a full whole life, body, mind, and spirit, uh, finances, his businesses blossom, everything about Job after he prayed for his friends. And so God don't want us to harbor any evil or negativity um, for those around us. Just pray for them because the key is God is determined to get the, the blessings to us. But he knows that uh, if we sow seeds of negativity, those will come up. So if you want good things to come up in your life, you want to focus on, uh, you know, on doing the good. And so as we think about uh, purpose. And we shift our mind from uh, what our purpose is just for tonight. We want to just think about what God's purpose is for us. And so we have to know that God is purpose to do us good. He wants to make sure that our favor, his favor is shown to the world. He wants everyone to know that these are my children and favor is on their life. And so, uh, in the next coming weeks, I'm just going to touch a little bit on the different pieces of how do you awaken to a more bold, confident person in your purpose. But we just want to share with you tonight that the first thing is to understand God's purpose for your life. And if you understand that God's purpose for your life and what he expects from you, it makes it so much easier for you to step out in the, perp in the plan that he has for you. And just as Jeremiah was able to say, when God gave him a purpose, God says, listen, Jeremiah, I have a good plan for you. I have a plan of shalom for you. And because I have spoken it and I have purposed it, that, that word's a mom again. He says, I will not relent, nor will I turn back from it. And God is just reminding us, listen, I am not a man that I should lie. This is Jeremiah 4, 28. If I spoke something, I will do it. And if God is saying, I am determined to do you good, we need to get on his side. And so even as Jeremiah, God cares about every single area of our lives when he talks about purpose, because um, God told Jeremiah that, look, uh, you're going to be able to buy houses, lands, and businesses. And even Jer even though Jeremiah couldn't see a way how he could do it, Jeremiah understood because God repeated to him, listen, if I speak something, I have purposed it, and I will not turn back from it until it is done. And so Jeremiah was very intelligent, and so I'm going to share what he said so that we can use it too. Jeremiah's response was not, man, Lord, I don't have any money to buy this house. So I don't have money to buy this land. Instead, Jeremiah said, there is nothing too hard for you. 
And so say that with me tonight. What is it that um, you, what you're going through, what your desires are, your dream, your vision for your life, whatever struggle you may be going through, whether it's depression, it's hardship, it's lack. I want you to say like Jeremiah, Lord, there is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing that God won't do for you. Whatever he has purposed to do for you, he will make sure it happens. And there is nothing too hard for God to do. And so Jeremiah remembered where God brought him from. Um, and he just brought up some things that, that God had reminded him. And God said to him again, you know what? All those things. In verse 37, he says, I will bring you out again, even though your dreams may have died. I will bring you out again and cause you to dwell in safety, meaning I will cause you to dwell boldly, confidently and secure. And the last thing I want to leave you with tonight is verses 39, where God says, I will do them good. He reminded his children in, the, in Egypt that I will do you good. I will bring you out. And he was faithful to his word. He brought them out. Even though it looked grim. They had gone away from him. Gone their own way and got into hard times. But once they called on God. He came right. To, he's always there. And he said I will do you good. And so tonight that's my word for you. To remember that. Even before you think about your purpose, first foundation is to know God's purpose for your life. And God says, I have purposed to do you good. And he said, I can't lie. So our response is, Lord, there is nothing too hard for you. So I can't wait to hear your testimonies. Make sure you call us in, uh, email, and just let us know that you have decided to step up your faith and say, Lord, there is nothing too hard for you. So I will see you again next time. And also, if you missed out on Embolden, um, our island retreat, make sure you stay tuned and don't miss it again because we left there absolutely empowered, walking in boldness, walking in confidence, knowing that God has purposed to do us good. See you again next time.